Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek, Trent, and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. So grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. This is your host, Derek Hoskins, and tonight we are live from the movie theater after just watching... <laughs> the birthday party room. <laughs> from the birthday party room after just watching Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. So if the audio sounds a little different, we are uh, last second recording this off of an iPhone, so... I will do everything I can in post-production to try and make it sound not like an iPhone, but I can't promise anything. With me tonight is Mr. Trent Persinger. Trent, take it away. What's up, guys? (laughs) Thanks for coming to my party. (laughs) Love the enthusiasm. Also, friend of the show, Ian Wells is here. Ian, how you doing? Good. Happy to be here. Resident Evil. Once again, once again, just the the enthusiasm in the room is amazing. I just wish you all could see this dead, just <laughs> deadly quiet birthday party room with four grown men huddled around a what chair. Do you mean deadly quiet. What's it supposed to look? It's like? like one in the morning. There's like no party music. I was promised a party. No. Dead is not the word we like to use to describe birthday party rooms. No, that's not good. Anyway, all right. Um, we do have one more person here. He's very happy to be in the scenario that he's found himself right now, and that is my good friend and yours, Mr. Ian Torrance. I, for the life of me, still, not only do I not understand what I do here, I don't understand why I do it. <laughs> We that's all. all. That's all. All. <laughs> all right. Well, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Resident <laughs> Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, which is a uh, a, a new film. We'll say that <laughs> it, it's, is it is a film. It's a new film. It is technically a film, sir. You can't drink out of the smoothie machine, sir. Yeah, we just got done watching it. Like Trent said, it is um, early in the morning. All of us have to work in the morning, except for Trent, which is probably why he was so... He was very, hyped very up. giddy about, well, yeah, let's go ahead and record a podcast. You don't actually sound like that, but, you know. Wow. I'm wow. so tired. Wow. Ian is very tired. So anyway... I'm laughing like, out again, I'm sorry. Like I said, we are actually going to talk about this movie. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City is the best CW movie you'll find on movie screens <laughs> near you. Um, we're going to go ahead and say full spoilers on this um, because I don't think that this is going to make a lot of money. I don't think this is going to have a huge audience, which is this a disappointment. Podcast, this movie. <laughs> Both. Which is a disappointment because, uh, in all honesty, I very surprisingly really enjoyed this movie. Um, I will say that... Uh, you know, going into it, I didn't have extremely high expectations, but I was I was pleasantly surprised. Trent, what about you? What were your expectations like going into the movie? They were low because um, I think we talked about it when the trailer came out. It definitely looked like a movie that probably was not going to be very good from a, like a, just a movie standpoint, but could be like a fun movie for fans of the franchise. And I think that's pretty much what it was. Although I will say it was still a little better than I thought it was going to be, too. 
Like I thought it could be a guilty pleasure type movie that that I would enjoy even if it wasn't very good, but I still I think enjoyed it even more than that. Ian Wells, what were your expectations going in, and what did you think overall? Expectations were low, Derek. <laughs> not gonna lie, the trailer did not look great. And maybe that's why we did enjoy it. <laughs> that's really possible. Yeah, but as a uh, Resident Evil fan, I was coming in here with hopes that I would enjoy it, and I really did. I really, really did. <laughs> Those are some intense eyes. Yes, they are. And I want to say I, I disagree. I think it will get high numbers. Probably not the first weekend, but I think word of mouth will do the movie some good. I hope so. I want to see I where hope it goes. so, too, but I, I, I'll be surprised. I think this movie I think a lot of people will come out of the theater just like we did. I think this movie would have done really good around Halloween. I don't know why they decided to release it now on Thanksgiving, but this would have been an aw- This is like an awesome just Halloween movie to throw on. It was. It was surprisingly... Uh, a lot more um, atmospheric horror than I was expecting, but we are we are glossing over our wonderful co-host, who's very happy once again to we're be suppressing here. Suppressing him, Ian. <laughs> how were your expectations coming into the movie, and what did you think overall? So when I first heard about the production and everything on it, my expectations expectations were high, and then I saw the trailer, and they just plummeted. <laughs> underground i was like this does not look good it looks cheaply made it looks like it should be on the sci-fi channel um you're not wrong (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was cheaply made. um so with that being said expecting expectations were very low i didn't i didn't think it was as bad as i thought it was gonna be it was i was pleasantly surprised as well um obviously i do have quite a few gripes, but overall it definitely exceeded my expectations that were <laughs> below ground level. <laughs> so yeah, I, it, you seem conflicted. Yeah, I am conflicted because I think what it is, is I found myself thinking, wow, this sometimes like the, the CGI and the decisions people were making is like, what the hell is going on? But for nostalgic purposes, like Ian said, being a Resident Evil fan, because I played the first three games religiously uh, with this man, Ian, and I, I just I, I I felt like I was playing the games all over again. I felt like it was uh, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and we're down on Fifth Street, a dark room. It is midnight, one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle, man. <laughs> It did feel like a I like a. <laughs> I agree. It did feel like a just a ninety minute cutscene from the game. I felt like the whole vibe of it. Do you guys think this will be popular for non fans, or do you think casual no, that people... was that was going to be my question as well no, when I, I was watching not. it? I thought the same thing because I don't think so either. No. I I think that it has the potential to maybe get some horror fans. Well, I was about to say, when I say casual, I don't necessarily mean just the casual going into a movie theater. Oh, I'll check this out. I was talking horror fans too, and probably specifically zombie slash outbreak horror fans. I think it could definitely catch on. I think that it can catch on. But I do think, as I was watching this, I, I was asking myself, if I didn't play those games, and if I wasn't feeling like we talked about last week when we did our Ghostbusters uh, review, we talked about the nostalgia from that and what how that played into our enjoyment of the movie. Ghostbusters I enjoyed as a movie 
more than just the nostalgia. Whereas this, there were points where I was looking at it and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we talked about it as soon as the movie ended. It was like, man, that scene was directly from the game. I mean, they took really good care of making sure they took absolutely like the exact cutscene from a game and filmed it in this movie. And that's awesome for a fan, but I don't know how well that's going to translate to, like you said, just a casual movie going audience. That's why, Ian, I don't know that it's going to make a lot of money. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of people that enjoy Resident Evil and there are a lot of people that like a good zombie movie, but I just don't know that this is going to hit for people that are not genre fans to begin with. Well, plus, like I said, I think the release date hurt it. And honestly, I mean, the marketing, the first trailer was, what, like a month or two ago? Yeah. Like, I feel like most people probably don't even know about this movie. Unless it's just, I mean, do you watch a lot of TV? Is it on TV commercials a lot? I don't have live TV, I so I'm not sure. Watch live TV. So I don't even know if it's well, like you had said, it's Ian, you had said online. that there were some, like, some spots online yeah. that you'd seen. There are quite a few spots online. Well, maybe it's, you know, maybe the marketing's better than I'm giving it credit for. But I just know from, we talked about it on the podcast when the trailer came out. I was like, I thought this was coming out next year. Nope, it comes out in like a couple months and there was nothing about it up until then. So it just was weird that it kind of came out of nowhere, at least for me. Yeah. Um, getting into, into the positives of it. I want to, I want to talk about the fact that we were talking about it as a negative how much it leans into the games and whether or not that's going to translate for other people. But as a, as a fan of resident evil, I got to say that I really did get a kick out of how closely they tried to follow the storyline of the first two games. Now they changed some things up. They, they mashed it together again, spoilers for this, but you know, they, they kind of mashed it together. And I think that they did a decent job of getting the, the story of the first two games kind of, compressed into one um and i think they did that mostly because they had no i don't know that they had any idea if they'd get a chance at a sequel or not tiny hint of the third game in there too little tiny bit yeah but i mean you got the mansion you have with with chris and jill you have you know everything happening at the police station with quote unquote leon we'll get into that in a minute (laughs) and claire and uh and even i mean all the way down to the the train escape at the end well, in the very ending, too, with the city being blown up right yeah. off the map, that's the very same ending that's in Resident Evil 3. Right. So, yeah, they did a good job of bringing those stories and making it make sense in a in a in in an actual movie. Because a lot of times, one of the reasons I think that video game movies fail at being good adaptations is a lot of time the the storyline in the game just doesn't quite translate to screen. I think they did a pretty good job in this. What do you think, Ian? Like the well, story-wise. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I saw different elements of different games in there. Uh, obviously, the first and second being smashed together, like you said, I thought they made it work. I was kind of worried how that was going to play out. <clears throat> Seeing hints of the third one in there was good. Uh, they even showed flashes of a uh, uh, Code Veronica yep. there as well. That's that's one of my favorites of the series. So um, they showed the twins, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did show the twins, and it was exactly like carbon copy from the cutscene of the cutscene of the game. Uh, it shows Alfred and Alexia, Alfred tearing the wings off mm-hmm. of the dragonfly, and uh, them just staring at it as it was a, as it was attacked. So they. Uh, 
they incorporated that, which I thought was really cool. And there was just different aspects of all the games being brought to life. And I was cool with that. Now, I like the fact that obviously they brought the liquor into it because, you know, everybody likes, likes those, uh, creatures, but he just looks so bad in this movie. Looked very CGI. bad. The CGI looked yeah, very the CGI, bad. CGI, but it was definitely yeah. It was. I, I won't say it looked bad the entire time. There was one one moment where I thought, oh, they might redeem this, but then when what was her name, Lisa, leapt on his on the liquor's back and started like struggling with it, I thought, oh, that's that's rough. Like when it when it first showed itself like fully where it was coming down after Leon, I thought, oh, it, you know, it didn't look terrible. I mean, like I said, this is the best CW movie that they've ever put in a, in a theater. Because it really did. It kind of looked like the White Martians from the Supergirl TV show. Yeah, Rob, Robbie and Mel. So. Yeah, Robbie uh, and Mel really was I enjoyed the way the liquor looked. And I think maybe a lot of that had to do with the fact that I watched the first original Resident Evil movie today. And when that liquor popped up on screen, I was like, man, that CGI did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and, and, and the dog in the parking lot. Yeah, the that dog in the parking really garage looked bad. pretty yeah, rough. Yeah, the video game dogs look better than that. Even. And yeah. I couldn't understand how and the, the police captain would drive into the station, not close the gate after <laughs> seeing what he just saw, <laughs> and then taking a six-shot revolver and shooting blindly at random fucking noises. Because it's Donald Logue and he doesn't make good decisions. Oh, that bothered me so bad. <laughs> it bothered me too. Uh, yeah, what a surprise casting though. I didn't know he was in this. I didn't like, either. I, 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 I seen him in the, him in the trailer, trailer, but I couldn't tell if it was him or not. I didn't know Neil McDonough he was going to be in. Neil McDonough was is always great as a villain. You know, really, like for I know we have jokingly called it a CW movie, but the cast actually wasn't bad for what I'm assuming was a very low budget movie. Like you know, Neil McDonough's pretty famous. Donald Logue, uh, that. Hannah John, is it Cayman? Hannah John Cayman, she things. ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Tom Hopper's uh-huh. the Umbrella Academy. Umbrella. Yeah, yeah, Umbrella Academy. He played Wesker. Which, by the way, am I... girl, Claire, she's been in several things. Am I crazy? Too, so. Or did they Crawl. just... Did Crawl they make, Pirates of the Caribbean? Did they make Wesker and Barry one person? Because they got rid of Barry completely. That's like one of my favorite Major. characters. She was a major actor. Yeah, seriously, I, I, I kind of wanted that too because I was like, "Where's Where's Barry?" Because Wesker in the games is straight up like a villain. He's working with Umbrella like the whole time. Yeah, and Barry is the one that kind of betrayed them for the money. Yeah, and, and so there's like redeems they, himself. They redeems himself at the end of the game, at the end of like the first game. And I was sad because you know the only uh, the only character I can ever cosplay as in Resident Evil is which Barry. You have which I have. <laughs> Allie and I went as Barry and Jill. One that cosplay time. is the cosplay. You can be wherever you want to be. It doesn't matter. Your That's really sweet. Or gender. That's real sweet. But I'm a six foot four, three hundred and twenty pound dude with a beard. You could go as the trucker. All <laughs> <laughs> you need is a cheeseburger. I just need a cheeseburger and a trucker hat and a Doberman. Yeah, yeah Doberman. My poor Doberman. The, speaking of speaking of the, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to make fun of the trucker. I was going to say that's Rain Wilson's fat brother. I don't know who that trucker <laughs> he is. Kind of he looked like Dwight. He did kind of look like Dwight. No, I was just going to say that poor Doberman. As soon as he went out, and started licking that blood. I was like, oh man, does he not feed you? Like, I don't. just rush out and lick up a bunch of blood. Well, there was a cheeseburger laying right next to him. Yeah, he really wanted better. that blood. So that was different too from the games. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of little little differences, but I think that they did a good job with it overall. Um, 
getting back to the acting, there were, a f- I think that everybody in the movie did a good job with what they had to do. With yes. what they had to do. I don't think, <laughs> I, I, I don't think, think the script was helping them. Cheesy moments in it as there were in the trailer is the funny part. Like there was some cringy lines in the trailer. I was like, yeah. And they weren't in the movie, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's good. That's good. I, I haven't seen it yet. Hopefully." And then, do you know what I'm talking about? Like one one scene in the trailer was Jill like cocking the shotgun and being like, "Let's take down umbrella or something ridiculous like that." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's time to close this umbrella. <laughs> oh, this umbrella academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. This was more cringy than the trailer. I I was expecting more cringy moments than there were, Um, but I don't remember hardly any of. I mean, there was a couple one-liners that didn't really land. But I'll tell you, a laughable moment for me is when uh, the the lab coat zombie, the guy that he was shooting on or whatever, when uh, Chris gets in there. He starts putting pressure on him, and he's like, "You're gonna be all right, man." <laughs> Clearly, he's not gonna be okay. Blood still shooting out. You can't, you can't tell side. him that, though. <laughs> I think he knew. The look in his eyes, buddy. It's not looking good. <laughs> I can't feel my he's legs. Like, Just put pressure Bubba, on your side as you that's can. That's because they ain't there. It's like you learn to flip upside down and walk on your hands. You ain't gonna make it. That's the line in Tropic Thunder where his guts are. Sarge. I will give you that, but you're right. You should tell somebody in that situation. Well, I was like, thinking the same thing, though. I was like, he's, he's not going to be okay. Yeah, but it was still laughable. <laughs> Kudos for being positive. But. I didn't think it was weird that they kind of like left all the nostalgia in there, but then changed the names of some of the people in Alpha Team. Yeah, what was that about? Like, who was Doodle or whatever his name Doodle. Was? Yeah. <laughs> Diddle? Who were these people? It was Which, uh, by the way, that guy, uh, the, the one you're talking about, like Dooley or... Dooley. Yeah. Dooley, I think Doodle. was his I like name. Doodle better. Doodle. So Doodle. Doodle. I like Doodle. Some of the background characters that didn't have a lot to do, I thought were the best actors. Like him giving Leon crap in the diner. I, I chuckled a couple... When he left the diner, he's like, Ah, don't shoot! I'm not I'm unarmed. I actually chuckled at that. I like I liked that <laughs> actor. Why did Doodle's zombie move like Samantha from the ring Samantha? Yeah. Who's Samantha? Isn't that her name? Samira? Samira. <laughs> you knew who I was talking about. Isn't it, Sam- <laughs> Isn't it Samara? Don't be a bully on your show, dude. <laughs> oh, it's my show when I'm being a bully. All right. <laughs> Just a minute ago before we started recording, I got crap for calling it my show. Now it's mine. And also, why did he only make noise when the lighter was ignited? That's right. <laughs> oh. To be fair, maybe though. Maybe the fire. That, right that scene. That was a cool scene. Like, we were talking. All right. So, Leon in this movie didn't have a lot to do. He was pretty well worthless through about 90% of this movie. He took a nap. He took a nap. But... And did not feel the rumble of that yeah, giant tanker truck. The, no, the flame shooting it. That part actually he was bothered really me, too. We all know those old ass 90s headphones weren't that good. No, I was thinking that, too. I was like, all right, this is, what, 1998? They had no noise-canceling technology. No. Not, well, not only that, was he... Was he using like a discman, like a Sony he was discman? Using a Walkman. Here's that thing would that thing would have skipped the second that truck came close. <laughs> Here's my beef. Why were the front doors open? It was very Not hot just the gate. He wanted to the just get doors. Some... Yeah, the gate was like the gate was closed, but the doors were open, and I thought, 
why are the front doors wide open? And then when the truck exploded and the flames came in, and it was like, okay. And then the guy walks in. He's on fire. He's cool. still sleeping. Still not awake. He's walking up. He sees nothing. And then Harvey Bullock shoots him. <laughs> and, and he's just like, all right, well, got to go. Yeah, that's... um. They had a lot of, uh, what do you call it, like, off-screen, last-second gunshots. Say, like, there was probably yeah. at least four or five where someone's well, about to get eaten. Well, about that, to die but he's and just like, grab a fire extinguisher, put that guy out. We need to get out of here. Well, you're not really acting too rattled about the fact that a man crashed. There, well, there's going to be more coming. On fire and then walk through, and then he's like, all right, well, you're the captain now. Well, Claire and Leon didn't act... One bit rattled when he was like abducted by the liquor and pulled up to the Yeah, they just kind of watched him. They're probably happy about it deep down inside. <laughs> so, yeah, there was definitely some, uh, you know. And how did you like not shoot Chris in that hallway? Was she was I thought that rifle. too. Right? She was just the shotgun. Spraying those shots. <laughs> no, it was a rifle. It was automatic. It was an, like an automatic rifle. I thought rifle. you were talking no, about in the, in the jail mansion cell. When, he's, the, yeah. when he's surrounded and you um, think, like, this dude may actually die, she just comes through just, <laughs> I just spraying meant, and praying. I thought you meant in the jail cell when the zombie came out of the cell and she just fires a shotgun in the vicinity. Like, that fucking yeah. would have hit him too. Like, the <laughs> fucking got spread on that. <laughs> So what you gonna want to do? You want to take it? Shoot him in the fucking face. So did anybody else when, in the mansion when Chris pulled out the lighter? Did anybody else want him to like wield the knife? I was like, pull out the knife. He had the knife. He was stabbing people in the face. Did he? Have the knife? He was. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. When he had when he had the lighter, I he actually had the thought knife that scene hand. was cool. Where he was like he was stabbing with one arm and then shooting over his other arm. Yeah, he was beside him. That was cool. He was doing that like the muzzle flashes were, I didn't were the light. Yeah, so he that had the was light. A, that was a good scene. I was thinking, this um, do you know why it was such a good magazine, scene? Because Chris Redfield is the hero of Resident Evil. Fight me, come at me, no, I, at me on Twitter. I'm Chris a, Redfield, Chris greater man. than Leon Kennedy. Not only in this movie, good. in the entire franchise. Fight me. Uh, I don't know about that. Fight me. Uh, it's close. It's I do. Very close. Have you seen the summary about? Leon Kennedy and Resident Evil 4. I haven't seen the what, I'm sorry. The summary about Leon Kennedy and Resident Evil 4. He visits this village of these people who are bothering nobody. I mean, we played the, we played the game. Well, this is the well, summary. He, was, not well, the he didn't story. go there for a summer vacation. He went there to rescue, <laughs> right. the, he rescued he, the president's he, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't just show up and start messing. He, he wasn't just razzling freaking <laughs> villagers. Hey, right. what's going on? You guys villaging? Bam! <laughs> I think not. I'm sorry. What, what was the <laughs> What are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? Oh, that's what this movie is. There you go. Something that's like what he it shows missed. up there. Uh, kills a villager. The rest of them get mad because he killed one of their people. Try to defend themselves. He goes on a murdering spree, but he does it all for the president, so it's okay. <laughs> Strongly disagree. <laughs> no, uh, he goes there to rescue the president's daughter. He's attacked by the first villager. That's pretty good. Actually. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody don't can ever, hear it. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Nobody can hear it on here because I have my mouth terrifying. But yeah, somebody came out of a pitchfork and he did what he had to do. Speaking of being terrifying, I was genuinely surprised at how scary this movie was. I like the atmosphere was, was no, creepy was and there were a lot scary. of good jump scares. I think it was only scary because the volume was turned up to... 11. <laughs> that was... It was so deafening. Loud. They did that on purpose. Oh, they absolutely did I'm it on say, purpose. The, the sound 
design or mixing or whatever you want to call it. I know they're two different things, but like it was great for this movie because it's just like the way they would use just natural sounds like the bird hitting the window or um, there was like another moment where someone like I think kicked a door. Just simple stuff like that, but it was just so just... I, wanted to I hit a bird with my car today, and that's all I thought. When that bird hit the window, I thought, oh, no, it's happening. Even the zombie screeches were like, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, and it's just, the sound would just hit you in random moments of well, a, how was loud funny, it was. Too, but also, at the beginning of the movie, like the truck driver hits the hits the zombie woman, and she just gets up and leaves, and everybody's like, oh, that's crazy. Where'd she go? Like that was the car. <laughs> yeah, and she just walks <laughs> off into the yeah. woods. <laughs> hey, so the thing with the woman, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't that bad, right? It was all right. But that's another good example. Like you just really just feel the impact from when the truck hit her and just stuff like that. I thought the sound overall was really okay. Good. <laughs> so and the score, I love the score in this movie. I was, was deeply unsettled. Yeah, it was the the, the, the people a hundred zombies. 50 no, 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 no. Oh, no. the music, Ian. Oh. The music. Oh. The music. <laughs> yeah, the, I was the, pleasantly the, surprised with how the zombies wound up looking because. Just judging from the trailer, what I saw looked like they were just like a bunch of sick people who ran around really fast. But there was actually like the really decayed. Yeah, but I thought for the most part, like the people in the city that were walking up to the gate did look like that. They was just like they just looked like they were running away. What about the mother and the mother and child? Terrifying. Standing in the window. That scene was freaky too. That kid just under the table. Do you need help? You need help. And then she just. Flying through that through the back door. Did anything ever happen with the waitress? Did I miss it? She stumbled out of the out of the diner, looking all you know, jacked. Sick and oh, okay. Yeah. So, not only that, but let's get to that. He's just like he sends a message to Claire saying, "Like, yeah, they're putting it in the water." What? Why? Why are they doing that? Why would they do that? And then they're acting surprised, like, "Oh, there's been an outbreak." Well, yeah, if you're poisoning the water supply, Raza will poison the water. Batman begins. Yeah, but that was to cleanse the town. <laughs> That's true. And he wasn't like, well, let's blow it up. Well, call well, maybe, they, maybe they were wanting to city. just kind of get rid of Raccoon City, and this was their way of just kind of disposing well, of everyone who was left some over. Some reason I thought that was like a metaphor when he said that. It's in the water, Claire. I get it. I don't I mean know. it had to get to them somehow. They were all six. So why were there so many buck teeth people in this movie? <laughs> Anybody else notice that? Redheaded buck teeth yeah. people. <laughs> Like the dude, the dude that was on the VHS tape, which I love. The I love that my kids would watch this movie and have no idea what any of the technology is. Like, why aren't they using their cell phones? Why is that guy playing a weird game on something that looks like oh, I a landline? I love he was playing Snake. Well, that, but I love uh, I love when uh, Wesker got dairy. Into by the way, there, and he was like. With a Palm Pilot? Yeah, he was like, what the hell is this? And they had all the cheats on there for all the puzzles. He yeah. exactly well, what to do. Yeah. That was cool, too, because it, it, was, it looked exactly like when you pick up a document in the game to read it. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of really great callbacks, but I want to go I back really to the... there'd be a typewriter in one of the... I, I know, I was really hoping to. I, I wanted to go back to the, to the music, because I, I don't want to skip over how they allowed the beginning of this movie to play out like a straight horror movie. That opening scene, I know we're jumping around, but that opening scene was really well done, too, I thought. Yeah, we're jumping around because we enjoyed it. And we're actually in person, so we can bounce off of each other. Um, but, yeah, I I, mm, I don't know. The, the, music. the music was excellent. The callbacks to the games were great. The acting was so so doable. Yeah. 
I, was, I think the acting was too bad, honestly. Like, I, I agree with what you said. For what they had, I, I feel like they all did well in, in their acting. Well, I, I would say great. they Who was all... The worst actor? There was one actor that was absolutely in a completely different movie, and that is Ada Wong. I don't know what that woman was doing, what her acting choices were. But that Spoiler was for the mid credit scene. That was absolutely atrocious. That was well. Luckily, she didn't have many lines. Yeah, I know. It's supposed I, to be I, weird and mysterious, though. Yeah, weird and mysterious, and, but not like robotic. And, and Wesker just climbs out of a body bag naked, and she's like, "Here's these are for your eyes," and gives him sunglasses. Get the man a towel. <laughs> you know him busting out of that body bag. It almost looked like Ace Ventura coming out of the right. <laughs> 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 I'm hotting these rhinos. <laughs> I'm glad he got his shades at the end, though. That was cool. Uh, yeah, I did like him getting his shades. Yeah, it was a they fun should have him a bathrobe, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, I was kind of hoping, and I was hoping maybe the mansion would be more a part of the movie. Yeah. It really wasn't. Um, just because that's the game I have the most memories about, is the first one. I was hoping maybe they'd have to like find the also, was it masks they had to find to put the stone mask. Was that from that game? Or they had to find something. There was a lot of different keys. puzzles, and there were and, keys. And I was hoping they'd have to like do something. The like keys that. were there, and, and the they were the had the keys. Yeah, she had the keys that had the spade, the heart. Yeah, that was cool. Which was, was awesome. On, which was cool. Uh, it was a little confusing as to how she knew that the club key went into the red square, but you know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, was there a symbol there that I was? Right? That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, maybe it's color-coordinated and the heart key's going to go in there. No, it's black. And there was, if you if you were watching close enough during the uh, during the mansion scenes, you did see some of the puzzles. Yeah. Like, they were there. They didn't have to do anything with them, but they were like there. The the police station entrance was a carbon copy from the from the, from the Resident Evil 2. Especially the remake of Resident Evil 2 uh, looked really good. And the Spencer Mansion... Looks pretty close. It, um, it, I'm telling you that that first shot when they actually go into the mansion, yeah. that entryway, the foyer with the the staircase. Yeah, absolutely. The, only is the rest exact. is like pitch black, so that's like the only part we can. Yeah, I was bummed out. It was so dark, but it did get us that that excellent dining room. That makes scene. sense. It's not going to be well lit in an old abandoned mansion. I was either. disappointed that Leon didn't run to the black officer that umbrella, <laughs> umbrella. Yeah, the uh, I, I was really nervous early on that the budget didn't afford them a lot of zombies because it was like it, to begin with it was like all right, there's two zombies out here. There's like one in the street. The Raccoon City's looking like Gotham from the Tim Burton Bat- Batman, <laughs> where there's like ten extras for both of those movies. And <laughs> go back and watch it. I'm not kidding. You know they're they're wonderful movies, but go back and watch '89 Batman and Batman Returns. You can you can tell they didn't have a whole lot of extras. But this, I, I was really surprised that once they finally got going into the mansion, when they all started coming out of the woodwork, it it really felt like Resident Evil because there were so many of them and so quick, like out of nowhere. Maybe think about you know opening one of the doors and as soon as it loads, yeah, you know, two or three zombies just. Mm. Well, I'm not, like I'm, I was surprised like you of how many there were because they just kept coming at and piling up on everybody. I'm like, man, I remember in the first game I would just like run around in circles away from one. There's <laughs> <laughs> like twenty of them all at once. I tell you, on the remakes, they're a little more intense. Yeah, I, I need to play especially that. the second one. Really. I need to play that. Uh, the first one has a. Uh, has a little bit more intensity than the original game because, like, like you said, in the original game, there was like one, and you'd run around, circle around, and by the time you'd stand there and 
Line of your line shot. Of your shot. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly turning around. But it was creepy. I already got a few shots in him. Um, disappointing to me was the fact that we're in the Spencer Mansion and they're going further and further up. I'm getting excited. No giant snake. There was no yawn in this game. Yeah, I was expecting no. that, that budget. Right? That would have looked horrible. Right? Well, I mean, they... Uh, for for what they because yeah. who was the one that died from the snake in the game that was oh god I can't remember is it, it was one of the people Brad. they were either went after or came no I can't Brad remember. died in the like from the dogs out out in the fields before <laughs> they got into the Mac mansion it's been a good twenty five years since I played the original you no know, Brad was that's Brad Vickers that's the pilot isn't it that comes and gets you at the end on the roof I don't remember yeah. right yeah so you mean Derry. Dairy. Dairy from Letterkenny. I could not take this. As soon as I saw him, all I wanted to just... <laughs> was it Hunk, was it? <laughs> oh, my God. All I could no, think of was Letterkenny. was one of the special unit people that, uh, that had the mask and everything. I, they did really... There, There is room for them to, to go forward with this. So how are we going to... How are they going to... Let me try that again. How are they going to introduce um, stars? Is that something that... I missed. Was there anything? Uh, I, I believe they had it on the, the logo was on there. Yeah, they were supposed to be. That's the original Stars team thing. The logo was on Chris's sleeve, I uh, saw. I, even that office looked like the office from the game. Yeah. I thought it was different. I thought that was different. I, they, I, they didn't Police. name it Stars, but they were, they, it was definitely in the Alpha and Bravo team. And well, that's that. why I was confused at first because was like. Even though Bravo team was just those two random, like, uniformed officers. Richard. Was the guy that got bit by a snake. Yeah. Disappointing to me was the fact that they did the whole police station thing, but there was no tyrant. I wanted to see a tyrant. Well, I mean, we got the tyrant, the, what's his name? Mr. Birkin. X. Yeah. Is that Mr. X, or is Mr. X the guy with the trench coat? Who's the trench coat? No, the trench coat's the tyrant. Is that the tyrant? Yeah, Mr. X is the guy with the arm with the eyeballs on it. Okay. Like I said, it's been about 25 years since I played the first two games. The tyrant's just the, he's just scary. He is scary. <laughs> Especially in the remake, like you hear his footsteps everywhere and you, you don't know if he's outside the door or if he's like above you on another floor or something like that. And you're like, all right, so I'm just going to run out and immediately go take a right and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I, we talked about nostalgia earlier, but I got to say, I really did get the same feelings from this that I did playing Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 1 when I was nine years old, eight, nine years old, whatever it was when that came out. Um, and I'm really, really happy with this movie, more so than I expected to be. And I know I've said that already, but I'm just, I'm so glad that I enjoyed this movie as much as I did. So according to Google, Mr. X is actually the name of the tyrant. Boom! So they're one and the same? No. No. Mr. X is the tyrant. And William Birkin is just referred to as William Birkin. Yeah, Birkin. I remember. I remember calling him the Mr. X. Yeah, I think it changed from the original. It has. They they changed that all around because when I was when I was younger playing it, I remember I had a William Birkin like action figure that was listed as like the Birkin Tyrant or something like that. Hmm. That was back when they had action figures for Resident Evil, and they were awesome. I was very uh, pleasantly surprised. I was a little worried about how they were going to mash the stories together. I thought maybe it was going to be too much, but I thought it blended really well. I think so, too. Like, I, I even thought at one point during the movie, I was like, it's so cool how, like, we're experiencing the mansion 
and the police station at the same time. Yeah. And they did leave it open for other things. I mean, if they, if this does well enough to warrant a sequel, then you could get more, um, you know, like storylines from Resident Evil Zero, which is a fantastic game. Anybody listen to this? If you haven't played Resident Evil Zero, that was a great game. I would recommend it. That Let's was the one. Be honest, we all just want Carlos. Yeah. I like Carlos. Oh, Lenny, please don't shoot. It's just me, Carlos. <laughs> Did anybody else want Claire to, like, stumble herself into a uh, a gun store and get, yeah. oh, sorry about that, babe. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Leon walks in, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, you guys want to do, uh, you guys want to do scores? Rankings out of 10? Oh, yeah. Ian Wells, you want to start us off? You look excited, too. What are, you want, what are you thinking out of 10? I want to give this movie a... We're all looking at you. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Woo! Yeah, I really enjoyed it. and That's high praise. Even though I know the bar wasn't high, high, it's easily the best Resident Evil movie that's ever been made. Yeah, Possibly the, the best video game movie that's been made, in mm. my opinion. It's not hard to be the best Resident Evil movie. I'm sorry, those Mila Jovovich movies were terrible. Trent, I always love that first one. Man. I will. Don't you point that finger at me, <laughs> Trent? What do you think, man? You know, I I thought it started really, really strong. I thought about three quarters of the way through, it got a little blah, and the ending was just kind of. I wish the, it would have because it just kind of ended, right? Which is fine. So it kind of brought it down a little bit, but I would give it a seven. I'm going to, uh, we're going to let Ian finish this off here. A four or five easily. It could have easily been a four or five. If I would have had to guess before. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a 7.5. I would have given it an eight if Barry had been in here. I want to see that big, beautiful bearded man (laughs) and his big, his magnum revolver. But no, no, they stole that from me. Big red vest. I've still got that red vest hanging up in my closet. I almost wore it, but I didn't get to go home after work tonight. All right, Ian, bring us home. I'm going to give it a six. Hey, that's fair. That's about what I expected you to give it. Yeah, yeah. If I was going off the preview of the trailer, I'd probably give it a four. (laughs) (laughs) I have to admit, nostalgia probably influenced my score. See, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's what it should be, though. Like, it should, like, I think... And we probably should have talked about it earlier when we were talking about video game movies, but like I feel like that's what's wrong with so many video game movies is that they try and bring in people that don't care about the games. They try and make yeah. it more appealing from and a broad standpoint, and they should make it more towards eight of the other movies. The Resident Evil movies is that how many there are? I think there were eight. There's and now once that I feel like at least six. I don't movies. remember how many there were. I lost track. No, because they would introduce a character from the game. You're like, oh shit, okay, that's such and such. Oh no, they're dead. Yeah, they're dead uh, now. <laughs> oh, that's such and such. Well, they introduced they introduced funny. Leon in what the fifth movie. They introduced Chris in like the fourth one. I think Leon was the fifth one. It was. It was late. I, it was I didn't watch it. That was one of the ones I didn't watch. I'm hoping video game movies can start to buck the trend a little bit. Like with this, we've got Uncharted coming soon, which I'm hoping is really good. Fingers crossed on There's Uncharted. There's the last of us TV show coming out soon. I will I give mean, those movies credit, though. They did Nemesis really well. And well, I'm yeah. they excited did. to see what this new franchise did. They did Nemesis well. To your point, though, that's one of the things that I was looking forward to the most in this movie and that I was really happy about is it did seem like they were making a movie for fans of the Yeah. It didn't look like they were trying to make a movie for to please the masses. It looked like they wanted to make a movie that fans would enjoy, and I think that they did. I I truly do. All of us are fans of this franchise. 
So if your fans go watch it, so it makes money enough to at least make a sequel, even if it's direct to Netflix or something. Yeah, we just want to see the, uh, the the very beginning with like the, the words on the screen, what's yeah. telling the story, just like gay. Yeah, it's it it was very good. All right, well we're going to uh, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to try and uh, try and get some sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what you thought about Resident Evil. Rack, welcome to Raccoon City. If you've seen it, let us know what you're thinking about. You know what, how you think it's going to be if you haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, why did you listen to this? <laughs> Jerk! <laughs> you're terrible. Shame on you. We love you. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Uh, if you're not following us on social media, please consider doing so. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on TikTok. I'm working on getting us onto YouTube. You can email us your thoughts at paperweightent at yahoo.com. And we have not had a chance to shout out our Twitter followers for the last couple of episodes. We've done a lot of movie episodes lately. And uh, and our social media manager hasn't been able to be on here. So he is he is here tonight. So, Trent, why don't you take it away with our... Followers, please. Social media manager. I like that. I got a title. Damn right you do. <laughs> Our followers from the past however long. The Decision Reel, Joey B-Dog, Pete Eddins, How Long is the MCU, Elijah McMillan, and Jacked Up Review Show Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, if you're not following us, please consider doing so. Uh, Trent, being our social media manager, has... Been putting out some very very fun tweets, and uh, and and just just Thank having you, a Derek. good time. It's nice to be appreciated. I do appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate everybody that's on here. Yeah. Thank you guys for being on here. Uh, thank you for for staying up and discussing this surprisingly good movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. So for Ian, Ian, Trent. I have been Derek. This has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. We will see you in Hawkeye next time.